Hello, ako si Daskovilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Rappler Podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ang mga maiinit at mahalagang isyo sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rappler's Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, tatalakayin natin ang problema sa red tagging at profiling na hinaharap ng community pantry organizers sa iba't ibang lugar sa Pilipinas. Saan ba nagsimula ang red tagging? Paano ito malalabanan? Ano ang mga dapat gawin para protektahan ang sarili kung ikaw ay na-redtag? Kasama ko ngayon si Rapper Justice Reporter Lian Buwan para himayin ang isyong ito. Hi Lian, thank you for joining me today. Thank you Judes, um, you're always welcome. So before we dive into the recent incidents, can you first explain to us, ano ba itong pag-redtag? Siguro in the general sense, uh, what acts ba ang masabi na pasok dito? Um, okay, so bago tayo pumunta dun sa how it has been legally defined, redtagging basically is labeling eh. Parang um, you label a person or a group as being part of the so-called Reds. So sa Pilipinas, yan yung CPP, NPA, NDF, yan yung mga komunista na laging um, subject ng rants ni President Duterte sa kanyang mga midnight speech. And yun, uh, red tagging is, yeah, by its word, red tagging is basically ascribing to a person or a group that he or she is part of the Reds. Now, um, medyo... Parang it gets tricky when you dive in more into into that topic. Kasi when you say red, what do you mean? Kasi if you just mean that they are communists, what's wrong with being a communist? It's not illegal to be uh, a communist. Um, commu- since nirepeal ang anti-subversion law noong 1992, hindi na illegal ang communism sa Pilipinas. So, um, ang illegal ay ang... Um, maging parte ng isang armed movement to overthrow the government because that is punished under rebellion. Illegal din ang mag-incite to sedition. Uh, illegal ang mag-keep ng illegal firearms and explosives. So these are the the common crimes that is being imputed on the CPP, NPA, NDF. And kapag tinag ka as being part of the Reds, parang nagiging murky na sa mga tao na parang how is he or she part of the red is is de ba parang yon so basically yun yung yun yung red tagging so parang in the past few days parang may bago tayong word na or siguro bag niyo bago pero may bagong pumasok na ting act ng profiling hindi ba parang mm-hmm. illegal ito it depends kasi kung how you profile actually yan yung mainit na legal discussion ngayon kung illegal ba ang profiling and hmm. Sabi ni Justice Secretary Guevara, if you feel like you have been aggrieved um, when you are profiled, pwede kang magsampa ng kaso ng libel. Kunwari, pwede kang magkaso ng defamation, pwede kang magkaso ng unjust vexation, or pwede kang magkaso ng violation of your privacy laws. And matatandaan natin na nung pinoprofile ang mga organizer ng Community Pantry, the National Privacy Commission actually came out with a statement Um, discouraging or warning those na do not violate the privacy of individuals when you profile them. And I'm guessing that when you ask the military that or any state agents who would get try to get information about your profile, they would just say, Trabaho ko to eh. I am an intelligence officer and it is my job to obtain information about you. And if I didn't obtain it illegally, like hindi naman kita hinak or whatever, that is my right. So that's how tricky it is and that's how cumbersome it is to 
discuss the legal nitty-gritty of profiling and red tagging. Hmm. Uh, also, we know naman how the president or and his administration really attacks or oppresses people uh, five years into this administration. Pero knowing these actions, red tagging and profiling, anong place ang inoccupy nito sa arsenal ni Duterte, administration niya? And how would you describe yung progression ng paggamit ng ganito ng gobyerno in the past five years? When you think about it, red tagging, labeling, and profiling is the easiest thing one can do. One can even say that's lazy. Hmm. Diba? Parang napakadali lang namang mag-profile kita, tag kita as this person, or tag kita as that person. At sabi nga ni Ana Patricia noon no, sa isang press conference, napakadali, napakadaling mag-share ng isang meme or isang post red tagging someone. So, if you look at it that way, parang this is the laziest thing that the government could do. Pero when you look at it, it could actually be the most dangerous tool that the government could do to its perceived enemies. Kasi nabanggit mo na rin, ano ba yung progression nito? Saan ba nagsimula ang Duterte government? They started with a war on drugs. They started with saying, addict ka. Addict siya, addict to. How did they get to labeling a person? Ano, drop box, drug list, a neighbor going to their barangay saying, addict siya. It's, it's, it doesn't even go through vetting. And then, it goes to Malacanang and the president on the podium says, here are the narco-politicians, here are the narco-generals. So, and what happened? People died. Diba? Parang yeah. people died with a cardboard on their chest saying, addict ako, wag tularan. That's one type of labeling and that's one type of public vilification. And yun nga, nag-progress na into from a crackdown on criminality, a.k.a drug addicts, Duterte government pivoted into a very intense anti-insurgency campaign and yun nga, their campaign against communist armed conflict. And yun, it's the same thing. Well, red tagging is not new. It existed even before Ferdinand Marcos's martial law. It existed mga 1950s pa. Mm-hmm. Pero yung progression ni sa Duterte government nagsimula sa labeling ng mga drug addict and then they up the ante and they used red tagging against yung matatawa natin quote-unquote usual suspects, which is the prominent progressive leaders. And then they went to, as ridiculous as it may sound, labeling organizers of community pantries and basically anyone who expresses dissent or opposition. Yeah. So you mentioned nga na red tagging is really dangerous and we've seen na marami ng mga activists ang namatay after they were red tagged. Pero paano naman yung mga ordinary citizens who think uh, maybe they're safe kasi hindi naman sila affiliated. Uh, how will you think or how will you say na yung red tagging ay delikado for them also? Kung feel nila safe sila, kasi hindi pa siguro nakakarating sa kanila. And that is basically the whole argument about whether you stand for human rights in this country. Eh. Kasi pag feeling mo hindi ka pa naman affected, you parang feeling mo hindi naman delikado ang lagay. So, let's take for example yung isang community pantry organizer sa isang part ng Manila. I think it was Pandakan ata. Na pinapipirma ng form ng police to to disclose and divulge information about herself. And sa sobrang takot niya, hindi na nga siya nagpa-interview eh, diba? Tapos binura niya na rin yung post niya. And that's a good Samaritan who just wants to to do good for for his or her neighbor. Tapos nag-community pantry siya. So, nakaabot na sa, nakaabot na sa kanya yung, yung profiling and labeling. So, kung hindi pa nakakaabot sa'yo, it doesn't mean hindi aabot sa'yo. So, and... It doesn't mean na hindi umabot sa'yo 
parang wag mong isipin na it's it's dangerous. I think um, kailangan i-frame yung argument sa even though it doesn't affect you, it affects your countrymen and so you should care about it. Yeah. And we know what happened in the past weeks na yung community pantries na we know inspired kindness uh, among all Filipinos outside, even outside the capital, like sa iba't ibang mga lugar sa Pilipinas. But then bigla siyang niredtag at sinabi na baka maging vehicle siya for communist propaganda. I will describe this issue. Uh, is this the new law when it comes to the government using red tagging? Like, if you see something na goodness out of others, parang dapat iba parang last mo nag-iisipin na ba komunista to. So parang why ganito nangyayari? I think it was uh, ano eh, sparked by by the fact that yung kindness or yung rapid spread ng kindness sa, sa community pantry, it highlighted the incompetence of the government and awakened so many senses in the Filipinos na ah, tayo-tayo na lang pala to. Mm-mm. If a young woman in Maginhawa can do it and can inspire a lot of people, syempre nasa utak na nila yung bakit hindi kaya ng gobyerno which has millions in its purse and billions in its purse and a lot of resources to its disposal. So, tingin ng gobyerno, patay na radicalize yung mga tao. Di ba? Parang para oh. sa kanila, ito na yung radicalization ng mga Pilipino. Kasi, di ba? Parang people always say na kaya nare-recruit yung mga tao to unions and to grassroots organizations kasi sawang-sawa na sila sa paghihirap, kahirapan, sa lack of help or lack of assistance. So, eh, parang applied on a broader situation. Parang naisip ng gobyerno, patay. Um, gutom yung mga tao, may sakit yung mga tao, galit yung mga tao, tapos pinakitaan pa natin na kaya nila without us. So, baka maradicalized. Therefore, they resorted to red tagging. And ang dalilang sa kanila kasi para, para gamitin, kasi whether or not we like to talk about it, meron din may sector ng society natin na ayaw talaga sa mga leftist groups. Ito yung mga taong tingin sa mga aktivista ay nakakakos lang ng traffic. Yeah. Yung mga ganun, yung tingin sa mga aktivista ay mga reklamador, ganun. So, they will tap into that uh, animosity. They will tap into that, that sector who has long uh, despised or disliked the activists. And yun yung i-highlight nila sa sector ng society na to. Na, Tignan mo, ginagamit nila mga community pantry para siraan ng gobyerno, ganun. At nag-example pa sila na may mga community pantry daw na nagpapabigay ng leaflets. Yeah. Parang hindi naman bawal mamigay ng leaflet, oh. That's part of democracy. Yeah. So, given all this that's happening, are there laws that protect individuals against being red-tagged and being profiled? And would you say, kamusta yung implementation ng mga batas na to? Siguro, let's start from the baseline that there is no law that criminalizes red-tagging. Hmm. Yun yung, basically, yun yung biggest problem natin ngayon. Kasi hindi mo alam kung anong ikakaso mo. So, sabi nga ni Secretary Guevara, pwede defamation, pwedeng libel, pwedeng unjust vexation, and pwedeng the violation of your right to privacy. Si, kunyari, si Congressman Carlos Zarate, ang sinawa niya, kinasuhan niya ng graft si General Antonio Parlade. Hmm. At um, kinasuhan niya ng violation of a provision in the administrative code na nagbabawal sa mga sundalo na mag-engage in a partisan activity. Kasi diba, the AFP is supposed to be a non-political institution. So, by using the criminal offense of graft, parang sinasabi niya, it's causing direct injury to a party, the party being him. Um, it's, a, it's a creative way to look at it. And then, 
yung karapatan, um, which is represented by the NUPL, used crimes against humanity by persecution. This is under the international humanitarian law. It's also a unique suit. It's being invoked for the first time and IHL naman is very new law. And then, ang uh, isa pang sinasuggest naman ni Attorney Cheljok no, of the Free Legal Assistance Group, uh, baka pwedeng gamitin ng civil code. So, you sue for damages. Ang sinabi niya is Articles 19, 21, and 32 of the civil code. So, all of the, these provisions of the civil code has to do with being ethical and doing good and being moral and doing good conduct toward um, your fellow people. So, those are the a list of laws that one can invoke. Another is... Ito yung sinabi mismo to ng Office of the Solicitor General nung nakaraang oral arguments. You can file for a petition of habeas data. So, a petition for habeas data is um, asking the court to compel whoever, the government, to destroy the damaging information against you. At sinubukan to ni Congressman Vicente Veloso nung ginawa siyang narco-politician ni President Duterte. Uh-huh. Natalo siya nung una, pero na-reverse, so nanalo na siya. And then, you can file for a petition of the writ of amparo, which is a protective writ na kapag napanalo mo yung petition na yun, ang gagawin ng korte, mag issue siya ng protection order, which is kind of like a restraining order saying that uh, General A must not go within XX kilometers of you. Parang gano'n. Uh-huh. Hindi ba parang mahirap na ganyan na ang daming pera mo pang maghanap ng way para hablayin yung nagre-redtag sa'yo? Ano yung parang downside niya na kailangan mo pang maghanap ng tamang batas? Hindi yung uh, dapat merong law na nag-criminalize ng pag-redtag? Mahirap siya, first of all, because mahirap naman talagang magkaso sa Pilipinas. Uh-huh. I mean, our justice system does not inspire the highest confidence among the people. Second, mahirap siya because these are creative suits. It's not common. It's not a by-the-book suit, di ba? Can you imagine suing a red tagger for graft because he publicly maligned you? Yung crimes against humanity by persecution, bagong-bago to. Wala pang nakakagamit. And then... Tapos meron pang sinadya si Attorney Jokno na invoke the Articles of War, put General Parlado on a military court. And sabi ko, hindi ba mahirap yan? Kasi mismong yung Commander-in-Chief nila, who is President Duterte, also red tags. Mm. So what is the likelihood that the military court will see it the way we see it? The second difficulty is these are very creative suits. They are being invoked for the first time. And sabi nga ni Attorney Jokno, our justice system tends to go by the book. Only a few judges want to be the first. And only a few judges would want to be the first to go against this government. Yeah. So that is the difficulty. Can courts be proactive ba? Like, can they do something na, on their own? Like, they see this happening na widespread na madami na namamatay dahil sa red tagging. Nakita nilang wala namang basihan yung mga pang red tag. Can they do something? Of course they can. They're the courts. Literal sila yung may karapatan at may kapangyarihang humusga. <laughs> Di ba? Parang oh. kung tayo, pwede lang maging judgmental on our own accord. They can do that. The question is, would they? Pero uh, let's cite an example. Yung court sa Baguio. Progressive youth organizations went to a court in Baguio to complain that PNP Cordillera is red-tagging them on social media and they requested for a temporary restraining order or injunction ang ginawa ng court sa Baguio, without putting it on full trial and without granting the TRO or the injunction, yung unang labas niya ng order, 
Magsiset ako ng hearing, pero the members of the PNP Cordillera are hereby ordered to cease and desist from making any labelings, posts that tend to vilify them, ganon. So, that is actually a very interesting order. Kasi preliminary action lang yun ni Judge. Eh. Wala pa siyang ginagawa. He basically just set a hearing. Pero he already did, in essence, what the petitioners asked of him. So parang ganun. So if you were to balance the political implications of a judge going against um, the policeman, I think this judge did it perfectly. Kasi he, I did not, he, he did not embarrass the policeman by issuing a TRO or injunction. Pero pinasease and desist niya. And hmm. tama lang naman kasi kahit saan mo bandang tignan, bawal lang manira ng kapwa ng walang dahilan, di ba? Hmm. Yeah. So, bago niya pa sabihin, you are liable. Bago niya pa sabihin, liable ka, mali ka. Ang ginawa na niya, oh, huminto ka na muna kasi. Mm-mm. And that is what um, NUPL chairman, former congressman, Neri Colmenares was saying in, a, in an earlier press conference na actually itong court, pwede nang mag-issue ng maraming writ of amparo. Parang pag sinabi ng isang aktivista na nire-red tag ako ni General Parlade, Mag-issue na ng writ na, oh, General Parlada, tigilan mo na yan. Kasi, hmm. gano'n pa kahirap yun, di ba? Napatigilan hmm. ng isang tao na magsabi ng masama hmm. sa kapwa niya tao. But, like, the perpetrators, are they required to follow that? Like, can they be held accountable if they don't follow that order? Of course they can. So, kapag hindi nila finalo yung order, they can be held in contempt of court. Lalo na kung merong... Kasi, kung may order yung court, tapos violate mo. So, you are... Um, held, you will you will be possibly be held in contempt of court or kung hindi gawin ng korte ng kusa, um, the petitioner can can file a motion for contempt. And si General Parlade nga, ang ginawa nila Justice Carpio and Justice Carpio Morales, pumunta sa Supreme Court para sabihin na actually motion to explain lang. Parang hinihiling nila yung korte na pag-explainin nyo nga sa inyo kung bakit kami nire-red tag or sinitreten. Hmm. Which to this day, hindi pa rin ginagawa ng Korte Suprema. So, makikita mo na lang yun, a local court in Baguio yeah. asking the PNP there to cease and desist while the Supreme Court has not done anything except that nung last oral arguments nila, sinabi ni Justice Rosemary Carandang na si General uh, Hermogenes Esperon na lang yung pagpapaliwanagin niya kung bakit ni Red Tag ang mga community pantry. So, kung nagawa na isang Baguio Court yan, bakit hindi kayang gawin ng Supreme Court as a whole? Hindi ko rin alam. <laughs> If I had the answer, di ba? If I had uh, the answer. Pero, um, yeah, so basically, that's the um, comparison. Um, siguro, titignan mo rin sa ano ba kasi yung batayan na jurisprudence ng mga korte. Eh, ang laging binabanggit is yung 2015 case na Zarate versus Aquino wherein the Supreme Court said wala kasing direct cause ay hindi nila nakikitaan na yung red tagging na ginawa dun sa aktivista ay ang direct cause ng nangyaring pangaharas sa kanya. Mm-mm. When you think about it, oo nga naman, mahirap naman kasing mag-conjecture, di ba? Parang, kutare, yung si Zara Alvarez na ni red tag at hindi naman natin alam kung sinong pumatay sa kanya, parang mahirap to say in 100% certainty that the red tagging resulted in her death. But what Attorney Colmenares is saying is, an amparo is not a criminal 
action, hindi mo naman ikukulong. Kunyari, yung si General, hindi mo naman ikukulong si General. It's, it's not even a civil action. Hindi mo nga siya pagbabayarin ng danyos. It's just an administrative action. Sasabihin mo lang na general, tumigil ka na sa pangre-red tag. Kung hindi ka titigil, you will be whatever, held in contempt. Kung uh-huh. ano man, eh, ang contempt, napaka-slap in the wrist na nga lang yun eh. Mm-hmm. And so, sabi ni, Gen- ni Attorney Colmenares, if in the event that hindi alam nung aktivista or nung kahit sino mang tao kung sino yung nag-red tag sa kanya, pwede pa rin mag-issue ng general writ yung Supreme Court saying that this person is protected from any vilification and whoever tries to vilify her in this way will be punished under the law. And syempre, kahit ano naman, kahit sino namang tao, human nature, may deterrent factor pa rin yung ganun. Yeah. So, parang from what you're saying, napaka-komplikado ng legal remedies laban sa uh, red tagging and profiling. So, in, after our break, siguro, let's uh, talk naman yung mga practical tips how we can protect ourselves. But before we further dive into that, let's listen to some rapper podcast overviews. The next time, wag ninyo akong pariginigin ng revolusyon. Naku, Diyos ko. Yan ang mas delikado sa COVID. Eh, kung mag-revolusyon kayo, you will give me the free ticket to stage a counter-revolution. How I wish you would do it. Don't understand what President Rodrigo Duterte is saying? Want to know the story behind his words? Listen to Seat of Power, Raptor's political podcast about the Duterte presidency. Hosted by me, P. Renada, Raptor's Malacanang Beat Reporter. Malino sa amin kung anong terorista eh. You say that the DOJ has a very clear concept of what a terrorist is, but it was also the DOJ who filed the prescription case. Well, I would like to think that that, would, that is a real, you know, that, that's a real lesson. Is there a risk, though, that we will never know the state of his health ever again? We can end up that way, in the same way that uh, the Supreme Court has rendered several constitutional provisions inert. How hopeful are you that this Supreme Court, under this administration, will exhibit a proactive attitude towards protecting human rights? What is before us is a Supreme Court that has overwhelmingly, for a few exceptions, one or two, in favor or on the side of the state power. A law that is not understood is a law that is easy to weaponize. I am Lian Buan, Rappler's Justice Reporter. Listen to Law of the Turtle Land podcast, and together with leading lawyers of the country, let's unpack the pressing legal issues and the Duterte government. Hi, welcome back to Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. I am Jodas Gavilan, and we are here with Lian Buwan. Pinag-usapan natin ang problema sa red tagging at profiling. So, Lian, we talk about legal remedies, pero on a practical stage, if I saw myself red tag or there's an effort na i-profile ako, ano yung first step sa dapat gawin ko? Okay. Kunyari yung mga nararanasan ng ilang organizers ng community pantries na nilalapitan sila, tinatanong sila, ang practical tips ng Ateneo Human Rights Center ay unang-una, uh, makipag-usap ng maayos, um, be respectful to de-escalate the situation and tell the policemen or tell whoever na we are not under any legal obligation to disclose 
any private information or actually anything that we would rather not disclose. So, in the context of community pantry, siguro ang pwede mo lang sabihin ha, na ako po si Lian Buwan, uh, meron po kaming community pantry, apat po yung volunteer namin dito at nangangako po kami na, na magsosocial distancing kami. That's Basically, all you have to say. So you don't have to say anong school ka, saan ka nakatira, sinong nanay mo, sinong tatay mo. And if they try to do that, um, ask to get their ID, their identification. You can document the what, what's what's happening so you can take pictures. Uh, pero yun nga, laging sinasabi na don't escalate the situation. So don't, siguro don't be in their face. Mm-mm. As much as they are they are aggressive, then you should be calm. Kasi, di ba, para ayaw naman natin ng, ng tensionadong sitwasyon. Uh, and if you are red tag, yung hindi ka pa man ina-approach na red tag ka na, kunwari sa isang Facebook post or isang Twitter post or isang statement, ang napapansin ko ginagawa ng mga nare-red tag is they immediately come out to to clarify. Mm-mm. Which is what Patreng non did, di ba? Nagpa, nagpa-press con siya to say that I am a student leader, I was a student leader in UP and maybe th- and maybe that's why they're they're profiling me but parang sinasabi niya na I don't think kailangan kong ikahiya yung pagiging student leader ko kasi yun yung nag-inspire sa akin, yun yung dahilan kung bakit ganito, ganito yung pagtingin ko sa buhay ngayon, ganun. And uh, attorney Colmenares also, nung nired tag siya kahapon sa Supreme Court, he immediately made the manifestation to say that, kasi ang, ang paratang sa kanya ni Solicitor General Jose Calida, nun daw nired yung isang CPP-NPA armory na nakitaan nila ng illegal firearms and explosives. May mga campaign paraphernalia daw doon si attorney Colmenares. And attorney Colmenares said, first of all, kung tama man na may nakita may nakita kayong barrel or explosives at merong paraphernalia doon kung totoo man na nandoon the crime shouldn't be imputed on me kasi 'di ba parang anyone can support a candidate di ko naman kasalanan 'yon ganon and then call them out uh, call the red tagger out kasi i i I think that's daunting. Hindi siya madaling gawin. Kasi not everyone um, is emboldened or empowered enough to call out a red tagger. Pero yun yung napapansin ko sa mga nare-red tag na. They really call out the person who red tags them. Like for example, si Atty. Colmenara sabi niya talaga na, if you don't want to impute a crime on me, then why mention my name in the first place? So may ganun. Tapos sinabi niya pa sa Supreme Court na, I hope this court recognizes that this shouldn't have happened in this setting. Mm-mm. So, ganun. So, parang, ano ka rin, um, show them that after you clarify, show them that uh, you won't take it sitting down. Yeah. Kanina you mentioned uh, the OSG red tag a person before the Supreme Court. And then we see the government and its allies openly red tagging people like from actresses to ordinary people, mm-hmm. student leaders, lahat na maisip, parang wala lang ligtas sa Pilipinas, no? Uh, why do you think sobrang carefree ng government officials sa pag-redtag and pag-profile? Like, asa na napunta yung pagiging credible or pag-verify mm-hmm. ng information? Uh, ano yung nag-e-empower sa kanila? I'm gonna cite some of the lawyers that I interviewed nung nakarang araw kasi naglabas yung NUPL ng data na may surge talaga sa other forms of attacks against lawyers and not just killings. And more than half of the forms of attacks against lawyers This is really red tagging. Tapos, tinanong ko, bakit kaya mas blatant na yung pag-red tag under Duterte if you compare it to 
for example, President Arroyo na meron ding anti-insurgency campaign, diba? This is the Palparan era. Tapos sabi ko, mas blatant kasi tas mas wholesale pa nga kasi dati kay President Arroyo. Parang targeted eh, diba? Specific accusation against this activist, that activist. Dito kay President Duterte, ano eh, all universities, diba? Natatandaan mo yun, yung Red uh-oh. October plot. Uh-oh. Ako nga, as a commission, gulat na gulat na parang, ha, USP? <laughs> Nakagulas, parang sobrang saan mo pinulot na fictional world na mag ay magiging haven for communists or whatever. Tapos yung Matrix, naaalala mo, kasamang Rappler dun, um, na nilabas sa Malacanang. And then now, basically, virtually all community pantry. So I ask, why why is the their government more blatant and brazen? Ang sagot ni Attorney Colmenares ay because President Duterte is the most intolerant of dissent. He cannot take it when it, his government is criticized. Attorney Ray Cortez, also of NUPL, sabi niya, kasi daw, lahat ng presidente will try to pretend that they're democratic. Mm. Meron silang trappings of democracy. While dito kay President Duterte, hindi na siya nag-pretend. <laughs> So he unmasked the true character of the government and that gave the go signal to his foot soldiers na okay lang. Mm-hmm. Kasi ginagawa ko eh, so okay lang na gawin mo. And then sabi ni attorney Evelyn Ursua, kasi diba, uh, the military has always had um, this bitter and deep-seated adverse relationship with the left or the progressives. But that is just a fact. So kapag pinapanood nila yung presidente nila na no qualms in openly accusing anyone of being a, an addict or being a communist and openly saying, shoot them in the vagina and kill them. Parang ganon. The, the, the soldier who has, a, who has long hated activists will be emboldened to say, oh, pwede ko palang gawin kahit ano eh. Kasi mm. that is the example that I see. Yeah. So, yun. yun yung, the, those were the answers that I got from the lawyer. And sa saan papasok dito yung anti-terror law, uh, itong pagkakaroon ng batas na to, mas na-endanger ba situation? And if yes, paano? Yeah, definitely. Kasi the anti Tignan mo naman ang unang dinesignate ng Anti-Terror Council, diba? It's the CPP, NPA, NDF. They have been the first to, des- to be designated um, as uh, terrorists. Uh, kasama na rin yung Maute Group. Ganon. Um, Tapos ang daming bagong crime under the anti-terror law. So, inciting to terrorism is now a crime. Providing material support to terrorists is also a crime. So, sinasabi ng mga petition, there could be and there would be guilt by association. So, ito rin, napag-usapan din to sa oral arguments. Paano kung ano ka, simbahan ka na magbibigay ng leaflet mo ng religious or evangelization materials sa mga feeling mo ay terorista, will you be deemed as a terrorist? And nagbigay ka lang ng religious material. Pero paano pag may rebel din kumatok sa simbahan at sabihing, I'm wounded, I don't wanna die. Tapos pinagbuksan ka ng simbahan at binigyan ka ng betadine or finner's aid ka. Will the priest be now a terrorist kasi he provided material support to a terrorist. Yun nga, tas parang pinatanong nga ni Justice Carandang kaya siya napunta dun sa community pantry. Paano yung mga charitable institutions or humanitarian institutions, will they be accused of prov- providing material 
um, support a terrorist and that wasn't really clearly answered by the Office of the Solicitor General. Parang sinasabi lang nila, just as long as hindi mo alam na terrorista yung tinutulungan mo, hindi ka, na, hindi ka dapat ma-prosecute. Pero paano nga kung alam mo? Pero, eto tulong ka eh, because the person is wounded. And, di ba, parang, di ba, sa doktor, ganyan sila, yung oath nila is, you it's it's blind hindi wala ka dapat pakialam kung sino yung tinutulungan mo because your duty is to to make a person live ganun so hindi hindi klaro yon sa oral arguments and i think the petitioners have always said that sobrang labo ng batas so it could be abused yeah and we're seeing a lot of sentiments against red tagging particularly against parlade dos meron pa among legislators na marami dyan, hindi yun naman progressive or minsan yung iba nga dyan nag-sign di ba ng anti-terror law. How do you think should they uh, translate these statements into action? Alam mo, natawa nga ako nung defund NTFL kak na nanggaling sa, ano eh, sa Senado because hello, nung budget hearing nyo last year. <laughs> ilang beses yang sinabi, um, ilang beses binanggit sa budget hearing both in the House and the Senate that this could be abused. Mm-hmm. Na para siyang pork barrel ng generals, di ba? Tapos, ilang beses din na-storify na ilang bilyon yung mapupunta para sa mga barangay na parang lump sum yung mga amount. Tapos, sinabi na rin ng chairman ng Commission on Audit sa House of Representatives na actually hindi namin yan matatrack ng mabilis. Kasi, di namin alam kung saan pupunta. Tapos, di ba, nagsuspend pa nga sila ng hearing dahil yeah. Dahil red tagger si Yusek Lorraine Badoy. So, the fact that the NTFL CAC is engaged in red tagging has always been known to them and has yeah. been pointed out to them when they deliberate, they were deliberating on the budget. So, for them to say now that to defund NTFL CAC, parang saan galing? Siguro, based, maybe because it's a community pantry kasi ridiculous nga naman na yung tumulong ni Red Tag mo pa. Para ano ba namang klase yan, di ba? Oh. So, maybe na-trigger na sila. But yun nga, uh, your question is how to translate these statements into actions. In the next budget hearing, <laughs> make sure. And and for the commission on audit, maybe they can have a special audit. In a special audit nga nilang pork barrel, di ba? Ang pidak. Yeah. In a special audit nilang fertilizer fund. So, maybe they could do a special audits on the in, in uh, on the intel and confidential funds of the government and really um, exert a lot of effort para matrace kung saan ba ginastos yung bilyong-bilyong budget ng NTFL CAC. Yeah. And Lian, for my second to the last questions, uh, what is the worst case scenario that you're foreseeing regarding this situation? Dread tagging, profiling, under Duterte? for the petitions against anti-terror law to be dismissed, for the anti-terror law, for the validity of the anti-terror law to be upheld, I think that would be the worst case scenario because then it would only embolden um, red taggers. And actually, that's not the worst. The worst that could happen is for more people to die. Mm. And parang people can always second guess if namatay ba talaga siya dahil sa red tagging or namatay siya dahil may kaaway siya. Ganon. Para sa akin, it's moot because this person has already died. Yeah. And there's already, there's already, there's already a pattern and diba, parang sabi nga nila, the, the, the best cure is prevention. So, 
dapat makita sa framing or makita sa lens na bago pa tayo umabot sa diskusyon kung namatay ba siya dahil na-red tag siya, i-prevent nyo na yung pag-red tag in the first place. Yeah. And also, I wanted to end this uh, episode with action points naman, Lian. If you were to advise those who want to hold accountable red taggers, siguro, uh, senators, judges, lawyers, what are the, siguro, at least three things that they should do if they want these people to be held accountable. There's a discourse on maybe President Duterte should just fire General Parlade, ganon. Tapos parang sabi ni Secretary Roque, hindi kasi micromanager ang Pangulo. So dapat sa NTFL CAC nyo yun, tinatanong, maybe General Esperon should just fire Parlade as spokesperson of the NTFL CAC. Maybe... Secretary Lorenzana, or maybe the AFP could sanction him, but will they? Maybe Ombudsman Samuel Martires could suspend him. Maybe the Supreme Court could contempt him. It's also within their power. So actually, marami na power. <laughs> Ang lahat ng branch ng gobyerno, they should walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah. It says so much if they all have this power, but they refuse to to implement those powers for the para for the betterment of the society diba like ang dami na ring scenes ni Parlade pero still he gets away with it yeah kasi parang diba parang one of the the issues about criminalizing red tagging is how will it affect free speech mm. and that is a valid valid argument ah kasi Parang, where do you stop? Kasi ano ba yung protected speech? Ganon, ba? Pero ang sinasabi ng ibang lawyer, hindi kasi protected speech. Hindi mo, dapat hindi maging protected speech ang hate speech. Kaya nga, merong laws against defamation and against libel. Ganon, ba? So, yun. Um, we, could, we could all, parang, they, they, could, they could always say that for democracy to thrive, and for free speech to thrive, there should be an allowance of error. ba? Parang, ganun talagang demokrasya eh. Yeah. For it to stay alive and for it to survive, kailangan meron kang space for the bad things. But, but I so, think calling an, an, a part pantry organizer Satan yeah. and doing this without basis and yun nga, parang as ascribing a crime to an actress na wala naman siyang ginagawa. Nagpa-webinar lang, ba? Parang, I think, hindi na siya, you don't even have to to talk about it strictly legally, eh. It's just ethics, moral, and yeah. basic GMRC, sabi nga nila sa Twitter. Yeah. If you see a lot of people getting killed after they were red-tagged, parang if you're a, a person with unquestionable morals if you're a person who believes in the in ethics yung normal thing to do is to stop red tagging kasi takot ka na baka mamatay yung red tag mo pero for them to continue doing those things parang ewan na lang no <laughs> <laughs> so ayun uh, ang dami daming nuances ng red tagging profiling ang dami ring problema if you want to hold people accountable but based from what we've talked in the past or importante na those in power exercise those powers to protect people, not just to protect activists, but to protect anyone, especially community organizers who just want to help. So thank you, Lian, for joining me today and for explaining these uh, things and for uh, 
uh, explaining yung legal remedies now and practical tips that those red tag can use and hopefully nga what you said na may yung mga maybes mo kanina sana matuloy ito eventually mag-gamit to realization thank you Judas you're welcome and thank you listeners for tuning in if you would like to be updated on this and other issues huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rapper and Newsbreak sa Facebook pati na rin sa Twitter kung gusto mo naman na access to exclusive content events pwede ka sumali sa Rapper Plus kung meron ka namang gusto na topic na you think we should discuss in our podcast pwede ka mag-email sa investigative at rapper.com Again, I'm Judas Gavilan and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.